When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to celebrate in Phoenix. Ding dong. The former owner is no longer the owner, at least in principle. (laughs) Robert Sarver has agreed in principle to sell the Phoenix Suns uh, to Matt Ishbia. And we will talk all about him. I'm your host, Espo. He is Saul. He is Gerald. And we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX when you sign up. So, guys, we weren't expecting to be here. We thought, oh, game tonight, pregame at 6.30. And then all of a sudden, Adrian Wojnarowski dropped a big old bomb on us. Uh, and it's let a us Christmas know. miracle. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, had, that had this to say about uh, the future of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he said, quote, breaking billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ispia is finalizing a purchase of the Phoenix Suns, sources tell ESPN. The deal, expected to be completed in the near future, would end the tumultuous tenure of owner Robert Sarver. And he went on to say also in a subsequent tweet here that uh, <laughs> that with some more details that Ispia's purchase price is in the neighborhood of $4 billion, which would make this one of the highest purchases in sports history uh that's huge when you consider it started from uh 401 million for sarver to 4 billion not a bad investment and a golden parachute for a guy that's forced to sell yeah you know i I think we've long speculated that this is probably going to be in the 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 mid to high threes uh to even four and obviously this is no surprise i wonder who else was involved in this in terms of pushing that price up because it was you know, according to Forbes, where we were looking at 2.7 to 3, uh, obviously another 1 billy on top of that. Uh, listen, I, I I hesitate to say, like, this is a celebratory day in, in franchise history outside of the fact that Robert Sarver is, will officially be removed for good after this process, which is which is a, definitely a bonus um, because we're still learning about this guy. That that's and, fair. And that is definitely a, a process in, in this whole thing. But on the surface... Uh, I think it's it's a positive direction for sure. Yeah, well, one thing is he's actually a multi-billionaire, so that helps. Yeah. yeah, it definitely does. And you look at just the fact that Sarver is gone, that's automatically, for me, the most important thing. Um, we will be learning more about Matt Ishby in the coming weeks mm-hmm. and whatnot. But for now, as long as we have an owner that's coming in here and that's going to treat employees with respect and not cross the line that Sarver repeatedly crossed – um, I think this is a win. I think it's a win to see the Suns are a top five NBA franchise in terms of valuation right now mm-hmm. um, with that $4 billion mark that we're seeing here. So um, this is obviously a lot to learn still in the coming days, but I'm very cautiously optimistic about everything we're learning so far. That's how I feel. I, I would love to say you don't spend $4 billion to drive something into the ground, yeah. but we just watched a man spend 
44 billion dollars and drive twitter into the ground yeah. <laughs> so i'm not going to jump to the to the conclusion that you'll do this right right off the bat yeah. uh, we did have some more information uh, about the future owner of the phoenix suns it was tweeted out uh, as a quote tweet to uh to Woj. matt sullivan said at 42 matt ishbio would be the NBA's youngest principal owner, helping to usher in a new generation of leadership for an already progressive league still maligned by players as old and white in the C-suite. The former MSU grad is a mega donor, donor who cashed out on a $16 million SPAC deal last billion. year. $16 billion. billion. excuse me. But I haven't seen that anywhere else. This is the only place I saw the $16 billion number, so I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, that's I mean, that kind of money he has. But his brother's supposedly going to be involved too. He has a lot of cash as well. Yeah, listen, I, I think this this entire thing. You know, I think we're going to find out more about the business side of things as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we're reactionary in this. It's only been it's been just about two hours since the news broke, and we've been able to kind of formulate our own thoughts and and look at as much Google information as we can possibly. I've watched find. more interviews in a two hour period <laughs> yeah. than I thought was possible. Um, so I, I will say this: I think on the surface. Uh, it, it seems like uh, just because of his background with Michigan State, um, the direction that – and we're about to get into all this uh, – the direction and, and what he learned while at Michigan State under Tom Izzo, um, it, it makes me feel good that somebody has a basketball uh, – a passion for basketball and understanding the team dynamic of the sport, uh, which is a little bit more unique than other locker rooms. It just is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I think he, he seems like the type of person – that wants to spend money to get this team to where it needs to be, which is definitely something that Suns fans have been hoping and wishing for. Let me say this before we get into the interviews with him and the things we've heard, because we all know there's a PR face that people mm-hmm. put on and then there's some of the reality. Uh, and look, anybody that's a billionaire probably has some kind of skeletons in their closet. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's just the reality of a lot of things, especially He's in the mortgage industry, was there for you know for a while. But that doesn't mean what you see in these interviews and these public uh, you know, uh, personas don't give you some sense of, of where a guy's going to lead. Mm-hmm. Because I can say from, from experience, five years within those walls uh, at the Phoenix Suns, I never heard anything about family being first, about this wanting to make this a place that is truly... Uh, where people want to be for the long haul. It was your number on a spreadsheet. You can get the hell out of here if you want. Uh, you know, money and and squeezing everything out of this is the number one uh, number one thing. Uh, and and that was just the reality of it. So I'll take a guy that seems to at least have some values that we'll talk about here shortly. Yeah, and I mean the family thing that you mentioned. It, it sounds very familiar to someone who's in a leadership position currently with the Suns as far as Monty Williams and talking about how he wants everyone to feel like their family is welcome, like they're part of a bigger family when they bring their, you know, wives, children, significant others, family to the facility. So um, you hope that that type of thing will gel uh, together because obviously you've got James Jones and Monty Williams in place. You never know what a new owner, what his perspective is going to be on the current leadership roles. Um, and there are definitely leadership roles within the organization that need to be evaluated. Not talking about James and Monty. Um, Which but, they yeah. will be. Yeah. And, uh, and a day of reckoning is coming I sure over there so. for, the, uh, for the executive 
level for sure. Let's take a look at a little bit more about Matt Ishbia. We have a, a graphic here with some details on him. He is age 42. Uh, net worth, according to uh, multiple different sites, uh, $6 billion. Uh, he's the CEO at United Wholesale Mortgage uh, and 2000 NCAA champion at Michigan State under Tom Izzo. Went to three straight Final Fours. Don't get too excited. He was the last guy on the bench so uh, as a point guard, but he was part of that team and learned a lot, as we'll as we'll see from Thomas. Yeah, what, what he said was his he worked his ass off to be the worst player on that team. He yes. averaged a half a point. A half a right. point. Yeah. yeah. I, I listen. We we know what we we know what the bench uh, the walk on guys are all about in college basketball and college football. Like we've seen them. Uh, so listen, there's, there's a certain affinity that I think people have for the walk on. And, uh, and that doesn't mean, you know, all because they weren't talented physically does not definitely does not mean that they're not a a talented individual, um, in the business world or, or any other fashion. So, um, I'm hoping he can take what he learned, uh, through even his business. And, uh, and just to go back to this, you know, in 2003, I believe, was when his dad offered him a job just to be a, a, a just basically a, a regular Joe making 18k a year in the mortgage industry and um, and he kind of did all these odd jobs and finally got to the point where he, you know he was an underwriter and then he was a salesman and then figured out how he can really grow the business and took over for his dad officially in 2013 or 2009 and then in 2013 he was president and CEO and his dad owned the company. It wasn't like he, he was a manager that gave him a job. He owned the company, though. So Yeah, but like, he didn't do nearly no. what he's done. They had, uh, I think he said something like 12 employees, 12 employees uh, and now they have something over 3,000. Seven. So, Seven was 7, the, the last yeah. number. So it, it, significant growth went from a million-dollar uh, you know, company to a billion-dollar industry uh, and one of the – the leaders they just beat Quicken Loans for the first time in their company's history this year, and so which, yeah. which is awesome because Quicken is owned by Dan Gilbert, who owns the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. New rivalry, everybody! Yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. That, those Devin Booker Donovan Mitchell debates are going to get even spicier. No. <laughs> yeah, um. well, you know that you know that the owner from Michigan is going to have books back oh, every step yeah. of the way. So. Um, yeah, I kind of like that he was a walk-on and and he said in the interviews that he still has that mentality Um, obviously there's a difference between being a walk-on and being a walk-on who now is worth six billion (laughs) dollars but like i i appreciate that the way that he approaches it is very much with a reverence for a guy that he learned a lot of his leadership and motivational tactics from in tom Izzo. um i'm curious how they will clash with the current regime that's in in place as far as their leadership uh, philosophy, but it seems like things that would kind of naturally gel. Yeah. I, look, just from his basketball career, not talking business, none of that. This is the kind of guy that Suns fans love. They love the irrational bench guy that comes in. <laughs> He's the Pat Burke. He's the Lou Amundsen. He's the Ish Wainwright kind of guy mm-hmm. that really is fringe on the roster but everybody rooted for her. i he did it he was part of a real sports on hbo piece just last month as a matter of fact and they they were talking about how fans and they showed some of the fans with signs were cheering for him just to get in in mm-hmm. the final moments they lost their mind when he hit a three mm-hmm. with a with a handful of seconds left in a blowout game mm-hmm. like 
this feels like the kind of irrational guy, uh, Elliot Sox Perry. These just these guys <laughs> that for no reason become big Sun, uh, you know, f- big players in Suns fans' minds. Also, we don't have to worry about the Suns moving because they're not moving to Detroit. I promise right. you that they're wow. not moving to East Lansing. I promise you that. So, uh, fifteen years from now, when we actually have to have that discussion, uh, the Suns aren't going anywhere. There's not a chance. Also, we should have we should have seen the writing on the wall too. Uh, I, I'm not an avid watcher of real sports, but he did forecast what was about to happen. And I think he kind of dropped a nugget and nobody, nobody realized what was happening because he said, quote, don't be surprised if I'm controlling, the, uh, if I'm the controlling owner of a pro sports franchise, NBA or NFL this time next year. Yep. It didn't even take this time next <laughs> month. <laughs> He's like, all right, I expedited that. They right. accepted this. Yeah, so. well, I think we might know why uh, Devin Booker was wearing a Detroit Red Wings oh. shirt on the bench. Because his company, uh, hat club, his yep. company is actually a sponsor mm-hmm. of the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. <laughs> so, so maybe Book was trolling Devin people. Booker a was bit. playing chess while we were playing checkers. Everybody was all up in the. Oh, I can't believe he'd wear a Red Wings shirt. Uh, this is probably why <laughs> he he probably had That's an inkling awesome. that this was coming. And uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Got to give it to Book on that. Uh, so we we dug up uh, and dug up. I mean, we Google searched and found some interviews mm-hmm. with uh, Matt Ishbia, uh, and we want to give you a feel uh, for the guy uh, as well. Let's take a look at the first clip here uh, from this interview. Yeah, about about basically about his Michigan State upbringing and what that means now in the business world. And I think that, once again, it's all leadership. And I, I really think in the end of the day, and, and the culture at Michigan State basketball is about inclusion, family, there's no hazing. And it's like everyone treated people with respect, but at the same time, you had to earn that respect every day. And if you didn't, no one showed up late. You know, like no one did anything. Like you did the right thing. I don't care if you're the star player or the last guy on the bench. And and I think everyone respected each other and it was something special there. And, mm-hmm. and obviously our success, you know, multiple Final Fours, back-to-back, three Big Ten championships, all these things, um, the national championship, is a, is a result of that leadership from Tom Izzo and that culture that he created at mm-hmm. Michigan State. Yeah, look, I love that he's talking about mutual respect to start, uh, you know, and that that's at the basis of what he believes. Again, we don't know. We'll see it in practice. But that seems like a far cry from what we read in that 43-page report. He's got a lot of positive energy. He's got – it seems like he's got the right mindset as far as the family approach and the team-building approach. Um, and like I said, it does kind of – it's not the exact same terminology that we hear from Monty and James all the time, but it's it's very similarly aligned, I think. Um, so I, I, I again, I'm really interested to see how that kind of meshes and whether they jive, because I kind of think that they will just based on the energy that he gives off. He seems like a guy that would recognize being able to put good leaders in place and, and let them work with that philosophy. Yeah, and thrive. You know, like, like listen, like, that's one of the things that that basically has been beat into my head since I was a kid was work hard and play hard. And it very, he gives me those kind of vibes where, you know, especially as a walk on, you got to bust your ass just to get five seconds on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially on an Izzo led you know, national championship <laughs> contender team year in year out, you know, he's going against some of the best players uh, in college basketball history. And so um, I, I, I think that that's going to be a positive dynamic. I think that that's a, a change 
um, that you'll see in the in the Suns organization, and and hopefully that that's a positive change. Um, but again, like you know, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves and, and start saying this is the this is the savior, this is the fantastic, the best day ever, like because we just don't know. And you know, I I have I'm optimistic for sure. I'll go as far to say as I'm I'm cautiously excited mm-hmm. right. because uh, you know where people are like, oh well, he has a basketball background, so he might want to interject himself too much we had a guy who had a banking background that did that all the time Mm -hmm. so i at least want a guy that's won a national championship and has held a damn basketball Mm -hmm. if he's going to try to interject himself now it's not ideal but at least he'll have the respect of some of the players simply because he has a national title he he played under Izzo. he coached under Izzo for a year so at least there's some uh, there's some credibility there, not, not just Robert Tarver telling a guy how to box out in the hallway. But we don't hear Draymond talking shit about the Suns anymore. Yeah. Draymond want to might want to be with the Suns. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Michigan State legend uh, Mike, oh, Michael Jordan, wrong guy, Magic Johnson, <laughs> Magic Johnson, Whoa. the other MJ, the other, the other MJ. MJ, Magic Johnson already tweeted uh, congratulating Matt Ishbia. Uh, you know, so you got you got magic already in his corner. So uh, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I like his energy so far. I like a lot of the things that I've heard him say in these interviews that we've watched over the last two hours. Um, he does seem like he's going to be a more hands on type of owner, um, which is not bad as long as he's still able to delegate and doesn't try to interject too much. I, I think if you're going to have an owner that does that, at least he does have a basketball background to fall back on. Um, but you really just don't know until he, till the sales finalized and we see him in the building and hear what he's about. If you don't mind, I don't mind. Okay. Don't. So, uh, Gerald had pointed out talking about, you know, trusting the people, mm-hmm. um, and, and just kind of his thought process in, in doing that. And we, de- we have this clip, uh, that we want to share with you guys. It's all about people. The team with the best players usually wins if they have the right leadership and vision. And so my job was leadership and vision and get the best people. And how do you get the best people? Well, you got to treat them really well. You got to compensate them fairly. You got you to create an environment where they have opportunity. You know, like, well, think about what does a person want? And that was what our whole business was. What do our clients want? What do our people want? And if I can deliver what my team members and my clients want, I'm going to have a really great business, whether it's mortgages or whether I'm selling paint or whatever I'm doing. <laughs> One of the things about you know, the Golden State Warriors, right, is that you hear a lot about their environment, mm-hmm. environment, the environment, the environment, and the players. And I think that's a one good example of how those two can come together and ultimately provide a lot of success. And I think that's that's the hope and the goal here is that everybody hopes that these two can have synergy together, um, both off the court and on the court, and it produces a franchise that is highly respected and beloved again, um, that's something that that's been missing here for almost two decades. Yeah. Uh, in the people world, you know, he's talking about showing that respect. Uh, he, he very much talks about in another part here, uh, that talked about 40 hours a week, right. That he wants to respect people's time. He talks about how he tries to get home by six forty-five to have dinner with his family you know, with his kids. I'm taking some crap on Twitter for bringing that fact up, but there's a reason I did it because when you've been in an environment like that where they don't value uh, who you are, if if you have a family, uh, they don't care about that kind of stuff, that little thing matters, 
Mm-hmm. That you know, you'll go you'll go to for lack of a better term war for somebody like that because they respect your family, they respect you, and that forty hours you're going to give your damn most. You're going to work your ass off in those forty hours because you know they'll take care of you when something comes up. And I get it. Oh, it it could be uh, you know just PR speak, but again, the fact that it's even being said, even being thought. I appreciate because I had experienced it firsthand that that was not the case. That's, over there. that's the one thing that I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, between you and Lindsay, that I just will never respect anybody for going at you two in any way, shape or form about, about anything like this, because you didn't have to live it. These mm-hmm. guys did both of them. Mm-hmm. They had to live in that environment for five plus years. Um, they fucking know. They know they've seen it behind the clo- behind the scenes. You don't know. You weren't there. So, like, if you feel optimistic about what's about to happen, or you like the sound bites that this guy's putting out there, and yeah, they're sound bites, people. We don't know these people yet. We don't. We haven't met them. We haven't talked to them personally. We we don't know anything about them, right? So, we're, we this is all we have to go off of. So, on the surface, this seems like a very positive move in a positive direction. Um, but again, to doubt uh, what was happening. Uh, what this guy's going to present versus what these guys experienced is just, it's just asinine. Right? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta address Sasquatch libertarian in the mm. chat. He says, Espo acts like he was in prison. I was paid. I was eventually allowed to go home on days. <laughs> I, I met, I met, I, I, there were very nice people that I worked, visits. worked with. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, I, I worked with very nice people. My direct manager was great. Uh, you know, but, there was times yeah. where I would work till 1 a.m. and there was an edict that I had to be back in by 9 a.m. No questions asked because that's what HR said. And and you did it because, uh, you know, and eventually it takes a toll mentally. And it took a toll on a lot of people mentally over there. So that's my only point. It's not, you know, I get there's worse situations in life. There's worse situations where to be. But these little things go a long way to people. Yeah, and I think a lot of the clips that we played so far have been from a podcast that's three years old. So it's yeah. not like some elaborate PR stunt to lay the groundwork of like putting good press out there before this news breaks. Like this just kind of genuinely seems like this is my approach, like it or not. Um, and we literally read articles both in the Sarver findings and the more recent one about Jason Rowley, about the pregnant employee of the Suns who yeah. was all but denied maternity leave and told like you got either work or we got to hire somebody else, that type of thing. And then was let go for it. Like mm-hmm. I know that the whole family first thing can be kind of hokey at times, mm-hmm. especially when you're, it's coming from a billionaire who manages so many employees, but like at the same time, that type of shit is much more important than a lot of the other on court stuff that we're going to talk about. And the most important thing to me, again, is that these employees are treated with respect and don't have to go through anything like what they've had to go through under Sarver again. Yeah. We've got a, another clip here. Uh, I believe this one is about uh, time management and talking about how he views that. Time management and time, no matter how much money you make, no matter how successful you are, we all get 24 hours a day. Right, and so we all get the same out of it. So how do you make it so that your people at your company's 24 hours can be the most impactful and happy 24 hours possible? And part of that is putting great things in your location like we have to try to make it so they don't have to stop at multiple places. Like there's, there's things like that, but also empowering people and giving people the ability to be flexible with, with how they 
do their job. You know, asking them what do they think about the role? How do we make things better? And so I think that there's happiness is different for everybody. So you can't say this is how to do it. What I got to do is give my leaders the ability to find out how their people are happy and what matters to some. Some some people want the highest compensation. Some people want to have the ability of being able to um, work work uh, you know not have to work the weekends right. Like everyone has a different thing, and being able to customize it for them is important. But at the same time, working in a bigger team, you know, you can't. I can't have 3,300 ways of doing everything. We have to have a, a way that we do it here at UWM, mm -hmm. and at the same time, a way that um, works across the board. And so, you know, I think it's important to, to, to realize that everybody's different and everybody cares about different things. It's not just about pay. It's not just about hours worked. It's not just about benefits. It's about everything. And you got to understand what matters to people and try to deliver it for mm -hmm. them. I love that. I do too. I, I love that because listen, I, what I love about what he just said is, is you have 3,300 individuals in that building alone, right? Um, and you can't manage each one of them differently, right? So you have a core of what everybody has to fall in line with, but everybody's motivations are completely different. So you can't attack everybody in the same way when you're talking about salary negotiations or what people want or whatever. It's just, it's no different than here in this building. It's no different than any other uh, job you've ever been at. So I love the fact that he has that perspective and implementing things within the building that he was in. That was like a new facility they just opened. It had a full-size basketball court. It had um, it had a, a not a hospital, but it had a doctors, um, yeah, a primary care provider for it. Not, not just an urgent care, a primary care provider uh, for the employees. Um, it had dry cleaning. It had a Starbucks. It had food, lunch, breakfast. Vo volleyball court. Yeah. yeah, and so like you can do all the things that you need to do um, as much as you can control within the the work center place. So that way, when you went home, you didn't have to worry about all the other extras that come along with life. And you could just go, the, the goal is to be with your family. And so mm -hmm. it's a little bit more difficult when you have things that are a little bit more, um, uh, a, a little bit more flexible, if you will, in the mm -hmm. sports industry and in basketball, because game times are all over the place. Yeah. You work on Saturday, you work on Sunday, you work like, that's just the nature of the business. But I hope that he can in, uh, install that kind of infrastructure that makes people feel like they enjoy going to work. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what's been missing from that organization for a while. I, I love it because leadership is not a one size fits all, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to understand that individuals are different and motivations for individuals are different. And that seems like a, a core principle for him. I like that. Yeah. And, and to your point about the facility that he built and all these amenities that it has, like, shit, man, I'd settle for a press room with a working fridge at the practice facility. So, Matt, if you're watching, please, just a press room with a working fridge, uh, and I'll be happy. Why stop a working fridge? Uh, we sh They should have free food in the how, press room. How about chef for Gerald? 41 days? Come on now. Hook a brother up. By the way, somebody in the chat, uh, I can't quite read who it was, said, who plays Lindsay uh, and and Espo in the Sarver biopic? It was Gilbert. And Dagoon quickly responds, Danny DeVito and Megan Fox. I'm okay with Danny DeVito. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I my mean, God. I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, I think you're, well, I like, you're like twice the size height-wise as, and as width Danny wise. DeVito. Uh, Musab says Kevin Smith. I'd take Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith too. That's not a bad one. Actually, a bad bad. one. I, I love that Lindsay gets uh, – oh. Uh, Megan Fox and thinking Jonah Hill, I could do. Uh -huh. I could go with that as the, well. Yeah, right. I, I love. I love that. Even uh, with all this, our fans can have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a big part of 
the NBA now and what Matt uh, is going to be investing in is, uh, you know, being able to bet on the games. Mm -hmm. Gambling is part of the league now, and DraftKings Sportsbook uh, is here for you. And they have all the NBA bets that you could want. I really wish they had had a futures bet on who would own the Suns because Matt Ishbia would not have been on the list. No. Or he would have been like plus 12,000. Yeah. And people would have been like, <laughs> I have no clue who this guy is. And somebody would have put uh, some money on it and uh, all of a sudden would, uh, you know, would have – all this, uh, all this cash on hand to maybe be a part of it. Uh, if you are feeling like you want to put some shekels down on the Suns who play tonight against the Wizards, uh, you can do that by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, using that code PHNX, and placing a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team, in this case the Suns if you feel it, or the Wizards if you want to lose some money, uh, to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. It's that easy. Just use the promo code PHNX only at DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. Remember, uh, minimum age and eligibility. <laughs> eligibility <laughs> eligibility <laughs> restrictions apply see show notes for details and, and i gotta tell you uh they took care of me at DraftKings sportsbook i love betting on there i'm gonna get in on some action tonight for the suns but uh so who, who do you gotta tell us about uh i gotta tell you guys about uh the beautiful the beautiful people at four peaks who uh, have this holiday cheer box uh which is just about done with you have about maybe a day, I think. Oh, if no, it's, they're all sold out. They're all sold out. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're all sold out. Oh, oh well, great. Okay. Doing an ad for something you can't buy. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> hey, uh, Cool Beans is today's uh, number 20, oh. uh, which is a vanilla coffee porter. Ooh. And I cannot wait to chill this and then drink it later on tonight. I think Gerald might show. for it. it. sounds great. Uh, well, he I had the last one. So, I won't yeah. be here. So. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, our great friends of Four Peaks have got a lot of things going on, including being the, the presenting sponsor of our golf outing, if you our will, the PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks. It's a watch party. Uh, Timberwolves, Suns, we'll all be out there. Food and drinks, uh, merch, contests, prizes, you name it. It's going to be a phenomenal time. If you've never been to Dobson Ranch, you need to go out oh, there because it is a vibe unlike any other. Do not miss this awesome opportunity to have a great time with us. $45 a person, $36 for diehards, or $164 for some $120 for diehards. Kids 10 and under will be free, and you can get uh, they get to participate in a free clinic. There's going to be a bunch of stuff. We're going to have a bunch of uh, games that we're going to play, a, uh, a putt-putt contest, a three-point shootout. Uh, there's some cornhole going on out there. Uh, we're going to have a beer garden out there. I'm telling you. Buy your tickets now. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and let me, if we can get the uh, the camera shot back up here. Matt, uh, if you're watching, uh, we'll we'll invite you out for free. We'll take care of the tab. <laughs> I know you're spending $4 billion, so you can come out and golf on us if you'd uh, like. And just a reminder, uh, to enjoy Four Peaks, you got to enjoy it responsibly, and you have to be over 21. Which is actually half the age of the new son's owner. He's younger than me, Espo, and I don't really want to talk about it. You don't? You sure? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, Icon in the chat, one of our favorite Girthlings, says that Mor uh, as mortgage companies go, UWM was great, and I never heard any employee worth a shit that doesn't say the same thing. So yeah. So Icon, Icon actually worked for w, yes. uh, UWM, so it's great to have uh, a first a first person kind of a recollection of of the, his time there, mm -hmm. uh, which bears a little bit more credence to what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's it's great. Uh, and then Andy B also uh, had a said, uh, I don't think Megan Fox would do Espo justice. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think you're right. 
Uh, this one though, I do like, I like this next one and we'll get back into Matt Ishbia, but uh, DMVB says Saul Bookman should be the new face of, of the owner of the Phoenix Suns and Espo as a GM. I'm revealing these two as my nomination picks. Forget optimism and resting on our laurels. Let's have it. How big of a disaster would that be? Uh, well, I have a lot of confidence in myself, but I don't have the confidence to uh, be the face of a franchise. I'll tell you that. I'm more right. worried. I, I have a general idea of what you make, and I don't think we could afford the luxury tax, is what I'm saying, <laughs> if you were the other. So. Uh, Gerald, you can be my assistant, GM. I appreciate All that. Right. No I can problem. do that. I'll, I'll crunch the numbers behind the scenes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can you can crunch the numbers one more time. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, do we have one more clip from, from the interview? Okay. Yeah, I so good. let's. I want to talk a little bit about the HBO uh, uh Real sports uh, yeah. episode that he was in, a fifteen-minute uh, feature on him, very much talking about what he talked about in the first clip about his time at Michigan State uh, and working with Coach Izzo and how that impacted his mentality when it comes to running a company and working. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things is he starts the day out. Every every group in the company has a huddle. They have a team lead that tells them what the game plan for today is. They they talk about it. They t- say who had the uh, the best day the day before. Very much a sports mentality. I actually had a former co-worker uh, over at the Suns text me and go, just watch the real sports thing, and that is what we never had. We never had open communication and excitement. I think that'll go over really well at the Suns. I like that. I like the mentality that – He's taking what he learned in basketball, applying it to business, and even better when that business is basketball. I like it too. But so for me, when I watched the clip, I'm not going to lie, I did laugh a little bit when they started doing the quack. Quack. Well, yeah. Quack. That that guy was a little little, It was a little hokey. But I I will say that here in this office, like I would die laughing if I saw Mikhail Bridges doing a quack. Quack. Have you seen some of the things they've done? That's why I would die laughing. (laughs) But. I will say, like, there is something, yeah, it can be corny or dorky sometimes, but it does bring people together a little bit in that dorkiness and that corniness. Um, and if everybody's into it and if it puts people in a place where they feel comfortable working with their peers yeah. and where they bond over experiences like that and where they trust each other and approach it as a team, like, that's what you want in an owner. And so I, I you know, it was a little cheesy. I laughed a little bit, but it's not anything that, like, Thank God we're talking like if if these are the worst things that we can bring up about the guy, I'm I'd be over the moon about that. Yeah, I, I you know I, there's been a couple of chats that said that you know like there's a subreddit out there about W uh, UWM and and how employees are upset or whatever, right? Like I don't think you'd be hard pressed to find any corporation that doesn't have a group of people that are upset about how that corporation is being run or how they're being treated. Listen. Matt Ishbia is the president CEO of said organization with 7,000 employees. He's not going to be deep down in the weeds at the bottom level or the middle level. He sets the tone. He, he, and then his, his executives make the hires for the people, you know, it's a trickle down effect. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, part of that trickle down effect at some, some branch of that chain of command, um, there might not be an error or two, right? Like we're not saying that at all. But what we are saying is, is that on the surface, Matt Ishbia seems to be the type of person um, that is motivated to be competitive and win, 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's grinded uh, in at the college collegiate level. He grinded in business, got himself to be a billionaire, and put himself in a position to buy the Phoenix Suns. And I think that's something uh, to be commended uh, to a certain degree. Again, we're going to learn more and more about this gentleman as we move forward. Um, I think the optimism is high for the most part uh, in the Valley because this isn't something we saw coming. We didn't see this guy coming at all. And I think I don't I don't hate that. I think that's a good thing. I think that's it, to have have somebody that has the type of sense and the desire to win at a high level is something that we we all hoped we would get. And I hope I hope he puts his money where his mouth is. Let, let me say this too: it's a Reddit thread. Mm-hmm. Online, it does not necessarily mean that those are actual employees. Too, you'll look at the last I think thirteen reviews on our podcast. They're all New Orleans Pelicans fans, uh, not people that <laughs> listen to our show. Uh, apparently, uh, UWM and Quicken have, or Rocket Mortgage now have a uh, yeah, have a, a bit of a battle uh, going on for supremacy in that industry. Uh, so, with everything, like even with these clips we're showing, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, because we don't know. Yeah, and, and that's that's again the thing that I'm encouraged by is you know I I hate that my mind had to work this way after coming off of Sarver, but the first thing when Matt Ishbia's name was reported was Googling Matt Ishbia yeah. controversy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. What's wrong with him? Like, because yeah. uh, we, we have to yeah. know. We have yeah. to know what we're going from here. Um, and honestly, the worst thing that I found was the two point seven million dollar lawsuit that was settled over overtime uh, issues. Um, and that was settled and the company still maintains there was no wrongdoing on that part. Like if that's the worst that we're going to find on this guy, again, I'm, I'm okay with that as long as it's not something that becomes a prevalent issue here in Phoenix. Yeah, I, I agree there. Uh, overall, just, just thinking about uh, that, that real sports uh, piece, it was pretty obvious that, that Tom Izzo has respect oh, yeah. for him. Uh, you know, that didn't feel like a, a guy that was just being forced to talk about some guy he tang- tangentially knew. Mm-hmm. And I think that relationship, one of the things that really hammered it home was uh, Ishbia donated uh, $32 million to the athletic department to build new facilities. 50. Was it 50? 50. Mo- most of these people, want usually when they donate that much, they want their name on a building. It's, it's about them. He wants it named after Izzo. That yeah. will have his, his coach's name on it because of the impact he had on his life. Uh, I like that. That's that's honoring somebody that really changed your world. Yeah, you know, he, he, he's been an avid booster, uh, the top booster, the top booster in Michigan State history. Um, he, he donated $50 million to that project. Um, I think what you were referring to in the $32 million, uh, it was something he was recognized at a football game for, for a $32 million contribution, some way, shape or form. Um, he also donated $14 million to try and help, uh, get their, their football coach, um, a 10 year deal at $95 million. So, um, he's putting, he, he, he invests in what he loves um, and hopefully he has that same kind of passion and love for the Phoenix Suns. Um, I, I would find it very hard to believe that a, a gentleman that has wanted to own a sports franchise wouldn't be all in on day one mm-hmm. about trying to get a championship um, here in the Valley. And listen, um, all controversy aside, you know, obviously that's the caveat, right? With any owner, mm-hmm. um, as long as there's no controversy, if 
if this guy was able to bring a championship to Phoenix, he's going to go down as the best owner in 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 <laughs> in Valley history. <laughs> well, like, well, and we, I, you know, <clears throat> we all said the guy that has to follow up Colangelo has an unenviable job, right? Yeah, because you don't want to be so the man beloved. that follows the man. But the guy following Sarver has a very lower bar to clear just to be <laughs> excited about. Right. And I feel like even without knowing him, he's cross, he's he's cleared that that very, very low bar at this moment for me. Yeah, and I mean, we, we could go through the checklist as far as, you know, uh, cleaning house with Jason Rowley and that, well, that'll that ilk. We could go down, you know, invest in a G League team. That would be nice. Um, things that you can do, make a trade, trade Jay Crowder, trade a first-round pick if you have to. But, like, if he just treats his employees with respect and puts people in power that do the same, like, we've, we've already cleared the lowest of bars. The bar was in hell, and now <laughs> all you have to do is step over it. So Just be that's all a we human need. being. That's yeah. all we need to start, and then we can tackle all these other things. You know what more than uh, crosses the bar of acceptable? What's that? More furniture. furniture. <laughs> these chairs are heavenly. Love sitting in them. Love the chairs in the other room. They did a great job helping us furnish this entire office. And if you want to furnish your home or office or wherever uh, this holiday season, uh, take advantage of their holiday clearance event. It's happening right now at More Furniture, and you can save up to 50% off. And then our friends at Underdog Fantasy, uh, I'm going to play a little game with you guys. Higher or lower? Fifty million in in luxury tax spent next year by Matt Ishbia. Uh, I'm going to say lower. Higher. I'm going to say higher as well. It's that easy on underdog fantasy because you can't go into the luxury tax unless it's a guy that's under a contract right now, currently as on the team. Right? You can't go out and get a free agent and go into luxury tax. Right? You can with the certain exceptions that you have. Oh. Um, Cam like Johnson's contract and... alone and keeping. Keeping CP3 would oh. put you around that 50 anyway. So. You will, let me say, Cam Johnson's uh, stock. Oh, Kyle Kuzma's <laughs> going to need that extension, too. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, that's possible. You know, KD might want uh, you know an extra six years when he winds up here. You know, but <laughs> everything is possible. And with the Underdog Fantasy app, uh, it, anything's possible when you pick higher or lower on guys' stats. You string together five guys, uh, you're going to get 20 times your money if they hit on what you bet, and if you get the insurance, you're guaranteed to at least take home 10, uh, 10 times your money uh, if you get four out of five, right? It's well worth it, uh, and plenty to bet on right now and, and participate on as uh, you've got NBA, NFL uh, going on this weekend, uh, Cardinals, Suns in action on Christmas Day, so you can even uh, get your family involved. Maybe do one of those in-person uh, fantasy or uh, online fantasy drafts with your family on underdog, uh, spread that Christmas spirit, and then take some of their money. Uh, so I love the app, but you will too. It's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX, and underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Uh, Gerald, you bring up the trade deadline. Uh, you brought mm-hmm. up that timing of this. Yeah. It, to me, uh, you know, when, when Woj says, uh, relatively soon, I, I think was the the general uh, feel. Mm-hmm. This could be done by trade deadline. This could mean all, any potential restriction is no longer there. Even if he's, even if he's basically got the deal done and they're waiting to sign some things. My guess is he's gonna get clearance on 
on some of this uh, if he's going to take ownership. So this could be a very good thing for this year's Suns team just simply because your hands aren't tied and you might be able to make some win-now moves. I feel like it was the other way around. What do you mean? I felt like it was like the details will be worked out, and I feel like that's just kind of a way of them just kind of delaying until after that point. I mean, I don't know. It said like the initial report is that he's finalizing a purchase. So I we don't have enough details to know one way or the other. Does it say plans to finalize? No. No, he is finalizing okay. a purchase. Right. Can we put um, the actual tweet back up? Let's just get the uh, the direct tweet from Woj again so we can get the language right. Uh is finalizing a purchase of Phoenix Suns be completed in the near future. Near future to me is pretty big. is one or two months. You know, like not not like near future uh, you know, not to me like is like nine one or two months. years. <laughs> I again I, I have no idea. I'd imagine there's a fair amount of litigation that would go into that whole process that could take some time to dot all the I's and cross the T's and whatnot. But you know, the term finalizing they usually like Woj and Shams, if they're using that term, it's usually like, yeah, it's gonna happen. It's basically done. Um, hopefully it's before the trade deadline. You would hope so. You would love to have a new owner in place who's looking at this team saying to James, like, James, what what do we need? What do we need to win a title right away to capitalize on this title window that feels like it's closing as Chris Paul ages? Like, what do we need? And you have a couple weeks to work something out. Hopefully that's the ideal scenario. I don't know if it'll happen because I, I just don't know enough about what it takes to buy a $4 billion franchise. Um but that would be ideal, and it's good because we were told six to nine months would be the expected window. So if they get it done sooner, that's great. Uh, Titan wow. Jarman in the in, a, in the chat says an article from Oge says it could be announced as soon as today. So that's <laughs> well, near future. Near future would be pretty quick. Near future uh, is fifteen you know, minutes. Uh, listen, uh, the only thing that I'm really looking forward to is the first day that that uh, Ishbia is in in the arena for mm-hmm. the first game. And you just know they're going to give him a mic so he can say something. Or at least I hope they do. I just want him to drop an F-bomb. That's all I want. <laughs> I'm like, we're fucking winning. We're going to fucking win and get everybody riled up. Let's go. Let's go full David who, Ortiz. This go. is our fucking city. Oh, who, who did that? There was somebody. It was the Coyotes owner, right? That said something similar to that. Well, he, he dropped the the. He, the he said shit. He yeah, said yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. In why, a valley. Why did I say S bomb? Like we can't say shit. <laughs> on the show. I just dropped two F bombs in the same sentence. You're okay. No S bombs though. <laughs> no. Yeah. We draw the line at the S bombs. That's not acceptable. <laughs> no. Look, that'll be a cathartic moment for a lot of Suns fans. The first time he's in that arena, and it's like, oh, well, here we go. Yeah. This thing that we pined for for years is here. Now, what does it mean? Yeah, you know, and I hope we get to find out this year. I hope there's some moves that he's able to make that that show what we can expect because this window is open. Look at the West, even look at the East. There is parity across the board. If you can make one or two moves, this team could be right in it. And I feel like a guy like Ishbia coming in is going to want to make that to to make it very clear to fans: I'm here to do di- things differently. Yeah, he, he just strikes me as too much of a competitive, energetic guy. He does kind of fit the Steve Ballmer mode, mode as far as like if I'm best investing $4 million into this franchise as a competitive guy who was the one diving on the floor for loose balls, who is still trying to run plays in his company, like pickup games that they have now. I, I just I feel like he's going to invest a lot in 
pushing this team over the edge and endearing himself to a new community. Because you could tell the way he talks about Michigan State and the organization, yeah. like it means a lot to him that he was a fan favorite there, as even as the walk-on that barely played. So I, I think he's going to see how passionate Suns fans are about this, how excited they are to have Sarver gone, and it wouldn't surprise me if he is he brings that same energy that he brought everywhere else. I think one of the things that I thought <clears throat> Colangelo did an okay job of to a certain extent, um, and Sarver did not, was um, really making the Suns um, really a, a, a relished kind of icon in the valley, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Colangelo did as good a job as you could hope for, and he started doing that with the D-backs before he he obviously um, you know jumped ship from there. Um, and I feel like these other owners don't appreciate the the severity by what power these franchises have to the fan base. Like they just don't. And they're, they're in it for themselves, you know? And I hope that Ishbia, because of, listen, Michigan state's, you know, one of the blue bloods in college basketball. Um, there's a certain reverence that they have as a ba college basketball program, uh, not only in Michigan, but across the college sports landscape um, that I think he's going to hopefully bring here and want to build up, you know, Listen, we've talked about guys like Stoudemire and Marion not being in the ring of honor. Mm -hmm. It's it's far too it's far too long in between the time that they've left this franchise uh to being recognized. We need to honor those greats of the past, invite them back through those doors, let the fans be able to engage with those people again, because that's part of what made this franchise great from the start. And I hope that when Matt comes in, he's going to embrace the past. And he's going to build on top of it with the players that they currently have and the players that they bring in. So I'm really looking forward to this change from that perspective because of what this specific individual had in his DNA growing up um, in college. Yeah, well, I mean, when college is your big uh, touch point to sports, tradition is important. It's huge. And building that and, and honoring that. So hopefully uh, he will do that. By the way, one guy he played with. Ex Phoenix son Jason Richardson. Mm -hmm. So yeah. who knows? Maybe Jason will be around because, as, as they showed in real in real sports, yeah. uh, he has a lot of his ex teammates involved. Mateen Cleaves works for him. Charlie, uh, Bell. Charlie Bell does. Uh, there's guys around. So and Jay Rich uh, tweeted about the news. He said, "Congrats to my guy and college teammate Ish. Time to bring a ship to the valley." So nice. he's already submitting his resume on Twitter. Yeah, there you so. go. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Hey, so." <laughs> Don't forget, uh, you got a spot for me. I, <laughs> come on, uh, I could sell tickets just like uh, Charlie Bell over selling those mortgages. I promise, I'm sorry about that <laughs> missed box out. I promise. <laughs> uh, uh, reading Woj's article that just went up, uh, he says, "Quote: The deal is expected to be announced as soon as Tuesday, and will end the tumultuous tenure of Robert Sarver." Like today, Tuesday. It Yes, that would be holy today. shit. And Ishbia is, is well known and well regarded within the league office, including with Commissioner Adam Silver, and has developed a relationship with a number of NBA owners, uh, except for Dan Gilbert. That's uh, that's uh, that's my own. Uh, it didn't my say what own, type gosh. of relationship? That, that, that's my own uh, thing in here. That's not what Woj wrote. Quote, uh, he will have to undergo a background check and a vote of approval from Board of Governors, but that's expected to be a formality, sources said, end quote. I bet that vote is uh, 28 to 1. Dan Gilbert probably Dan the Gilbert, one. No. <laughs> I am making Dan Gilbert and the Cavs <laughs> enemy number one of this franchise now, so. Right. I look. That's that's exciting. I, Give James extra time ahead of that trade deadline. Give yourself all the time in the world to come into this in a championship season 
and do some of those outreach things like you're talking about, like put Sean Marion and Amari in the ring of honor. Tell us you're going to bring a G League team back here. Like these are just baseline, easy things that you could do that this fan base will love you aside from the obvious treating people with you know, common decency. Okay. Yep. Being, being a human being. D- a human dig- being. D- dignity and respect. <laughs> yes. By, by the way, uh, irony that the Suns G League team now calls Detroit home. So yeah. they were sold there for, I think it was $2 million mm-hmm. to the Pistons and now, uh, so and now called Somebody Detroit said, uh, when you brought up the G League, they said, ooh, talk dirty to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we need to go celebrate and, uh, you know, just just because, hey, this chapter's over, at least we can move on to mm-hmm. focusing on basketball. And a great place to celebrate, Illegal Pete's, uh, one of our newest uh, PHNX family members. They've got tacos, salad, burritos, nachos, custom cocktails and beers, uh, and piping hot queso. Uh, I know that's one of Saul's favorites. He loves that over at Illegal Pete's. So maybe we'll have to have a get-together. We all can celebrate. We're excited to welcome them to the PHNX family. Check out the location off Mill and Tempe. Plus, I love this. Buy a $100 gift card for somebody else, you can get 25 for yourself. Oh. Or you can buy the 100 for yourself and gift the 25 whatever you want to do. You can get some free food and be on the lookout for a few informal happy hours with our PHNX Sun Devils crew. Those guys know how to eat and drink. It'll be fun. <laughs> and uh, game time. Uh, if Matt's trying to get a ticket for tonight's game, I, you know, it pays to procrastinate. I uh, got to save a little cash when you spend that much. Go to the game time app or gametime.co uh, and look at that. You can find last minute deals that save up to 60% on tickets for tonight's Suns versus Wizards. I wonder game. if he jumps on a jet plane and gets here tonight. If they if it's finalized, as opposed to a propeller plane, yeah, propeller or? plane, jet plane. <laughs> He's flying yeah. in a blimp. Here Easy he comes. It's a helicopter. <laughs> Fuck off, people. <laughs> Psycho Blue has a chat. Go ahead, read uh, it. Yeah. Uh, basketball Cthulhu says the Ishbia clan are my acolytes. Espo the enunciator. You may now judge Yon James. Yon James. Okay. Tremble. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give I'll give James till the trade deadline. He can he can get to know his new boss a little bit more. And James then, Jones. Uh, yeah, James Jones. Right, James Jones him. is gonna be fine. No, yeah, you, I'm saying in terms of making moves. Uh, yeah. I'll give him till the deadline. Also, you can lay that piping judgment. hot queso all over your chips if you want to, because that's <laughs> fucking delicious. <laughs> it says piping hot queso. I did not make that up myself. Right, I figured. Look, uh, I <laughs> I just want to say lay. <laughs> I'm just genuinely gonna say uh, I know that we're. We're tempering our expectations because, look, we've been hurt. We have. We've been in a bad relationship also, for 18 years. Also, I don't want to old takes expose hey, myself look. because I was like, this is the greatest day ever. And then they're like, oh, scandal. And I'm like, uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, that could happen. It very well could. I don't know. But today, uh, I think, is a good day for the fan base, for the people in that office right now, for the league to put this behind them. Mm-hmm. Get to move on and hopefully get somebody in here that can help win a damn championship. Oh, my God. I'd be so petty if I was like the day ownership took over. I'd probably walk by some of those executives and be like, <laughs> dead man walking. <laughs> oh. Bye. Hey, you know what? We all should send some moving boxes over to Jason Rowley, care of the Phoenix Suns, 201 East Jefferson. Start packing up because you're not going to be around much longer. Libertarian Sasquatch with the super chat. Thank you so much. 499. Seems like he wants in before the trade deadline. It seems like that too, mm-hmm. uh, which means 
It seems to be able to open up all the tools uh, in the proverbial box for James Jones yeah. to try and accrue some talent. Listen, I think the optimism uh, has ratcheted up a little bit now today mm. um, after this news, and it seems like there's a little bit of a sense of urgency into making this a, a done deal, which is fantastic. And I'm ready to move on, to be honest with I you. Too. I'm so fucking tired of talking about Sarver. It's let's start looking at championships and figuring out how to make this team better that's what we're here to do hopefully we'll be able to start doing that with a new owner in fold uh we'll find out more about matt ishbia as we go along uh and we'll talk more about it tonight if anything else breaks on the pregame show 6 30 so sure you hit that like button people yeah hit the like button uh if you enjoyed it leave a comment as well share the link if you're feeling uh spicy uh also gerald be out at the arena will tell us everything from post game. Ask Devin if he wore the Detroit Red Wings. It's you got to ask that question now. I'll try and find him. He is out again tonight, just, unfortunately. So I'll see if we can find him in the locker just, room. Just or, bump into him. And go. Yeah. Oh, hey, Aspo was the wondering. In the hallway. I mean, listen, listen. If Devin Booker's walking by, Devin, I just come on. <laughs> the Red Wings. The Red Wings. Yeah, Red Wings. Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> you if he gives you a little. Yeah. And then walks off, you know it was fucking true. Let's go. <laughs> we'll ask Gerald that in the post game. So for Saul, for Gerald, I'm Espo. Remember, a new owner's a good thing. Hopefully. Ahoy, hoy. Hey, yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan.